Welcome back to our third episode of Switchboard this term. This week we have an extra special episode for you talking all about Valentine's Day and all of the different ways that people in Cambridge are celebrating Valentine's Day this year with a particular focus on love that isn't your typical heteronormative um, straight relationship kind of situation but instead speaking to students who are celebrating Valentine's Day in unconventional or ways that celebrate and uh, center queer love. Um, but before we get into that, Liv, I'm curious, what's your take on Valentine's Day? How do you feel about it? Um, my take on Valentine's Day is that, you know, obviously, if you're in a relationship, it's it's a nice excuse to celebrate, celebrate your love with someone. But as a day, it's obviously so heavily, and I feel like this is a word we might hear a lot today, it's commercialized rather than um, kind of celebrating love, which you can do every day. I mean, my own experience of Valentine's Day have been pretty conventional and pretty straightforward with boyfriends I've had at different times. Nothing nothing to write home about, no incredible funny stories, because I guess it is also just another day of being in a relationship. But it is behind all of the flowers and cards and kind of mushy stuff. It is a nice excuse to kind of show the person you love how much you love them. Um, kind of interesting facts about the origin of Valentine's Day. Um, it dates back as far as um, like ancient Rome. Um, and some scholars believe that the origins of Valentine's Day can be found in an ancient Roman festival held in mid-February. Um, so crazy that this is something that we've been doing for a long time. Um, but yeah, like you, I don't have any particular attachment to Valentine's Day. I've never celebrated it with another person. So it's Valentine's Day for me has always been more about platonic love than about romantic love. Um, but I think that's also another way that Valentine's Day can be celebrated. Maybe it doesn't have to be just about relationships and can be about people in your life who you love and celebrating that love. Yeah, I think in recent years, it's kind of, I've been more partial to the kind of Palantines or Valentine, um, Galentine, sorry, um, where you celebrate it and little things like my dad would always get me flowers and stuff. So it's just about like all different kinds of love in your life and just celebrating it rather than just having to be a kind of sexual, often kind of heteronormative image of Valentine's Day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my dad used to do that too, actually. He would like bring home chocolates <laughs> for my mom and my sister and I. Um, but yeah, no, I... I agree. I think like there's so many different ways that love can be expressed and that shouldn't have to be limited to just one day, but it is interesting to have that as like a moment to really actively think about, you know, how am I celebrating love? What does that look like? What is, what does, what do all the ways that I show my love look like? Mm -hmm. so, looks like it's going to be a good episode, I think. Yeah, we've got really, really interesting people to talk to. So I think it will be really good. Awesome. Well, let's get into it. First up, we talked to student Leah McLean, who's involved in an upcoming varsity shoot for queer narratives around Valentine's Day and wider about her experiences of, experiences of queer dating in Cambridge. So I'm Leah McLean, um, a first year doing HSBS. I'm also the creative director of Varsity, and we are doing a shoot which doesn't really have a name yet, but we're calling it Queer Narratives Among Ourselves. So do with that with what you will. Um, and this is going to coincide with Valentine's Day. Um, so we were just thinking, you know, 
what are we going to show for Valentine's Day for the queers? Because it's not exactly a happy day. Um, usually, um, there's a lot more going on for Valentine's Day for queers, such as, you know, family situations, open loving. Who am I going to love? There's the idea of like, am I going to do it right? Am I going to look gay enough? Who am I going to find this year? And, you know, me and Lily Maguire, we'd been having a lot of conversations among ourselves and other queers about the anxiety of Valentine's Day um and perhaps not being single for the first time on Valentine's Day and whether you're even going to celebrate that with your queer partner like is Valentine's Day for queers um not very clear on that one so we're doing this shoot across three places with a bunch of queer models um and the idea is we're going to just explore what it is to be queer among ourselves in these spaces through movement costume design and then we're going to sort of capture that attempt to be queer but with the condition that we do not want to present by the end of it this like resolved image of like this is how we found out how to be queer um this is how we feel the most ourselves we're not getting like the iconic queers of cambridge because we feel there's quite a stigma around how to be queer i mean if you look at queer bridge it's just aside from crush bridge which is just like jw love you it's like how do i have lesbian sex I don't feel gay enough. Um, I don't know if this girl likes me or not. And we think, you know, that should probably be what we're showing for Valentine's Day, as opposed to this picture of like, all oh, the queers have got it sorted out. We all know what we're doing, blah, blah. Because ironically, apparently this is the gayest university in Cambridge and not a single one of us knows how to do it right. <laughs> so that's what we're kind of exploring about that shoot. So I feel like a lot of that comes out as kind of Valentine's Day. It's this kind of picture of like, heteronormativity and when you mention about it not necessarily being a place um where queer people feel like represented or necessarily included in the conversation so what like do you think needs to be done to have it kind of be reclaimed and be for everyone i think that is truly actually up to the queers themselves because obviously it isn't a tradition stemming from a queer space. And I think there's an interesting attempt, even in like zines and stuff in art across this like community to sort of take like straight traditions and queerify them. But I feel often personally, this like gives the impression that we don't have already a very rich history as queer people. We do, it's just not very well known. And like, I just feel like there's no need to sort of appropriate straight traditions because we probably do it better ourselves when we're just naturally being ourselves and not putting so much pressure on it because there's no one way to be queer and there's no one way to celebrate a queer Valentine's Day. And you can do whatever, you know, straight people traditionally do, or you can just, it's kind of like celebrating Christmas. You know, every single family celebrates Christmas in their own way. And I think the queers and Valentine's Day, we just have to like come head in hand and see what we're going to do with that one. I don't think there's anything like institutionally you can do about that. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like the shape of queer relationships are often really different than the shape of straight relationships um, and the way that they kind of come to exist and the and, and who they exist between um, is often ambiguous, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I wonder what um, kind of other expressions of love do you think are more um, representative of those kinds of relationship and of the kind of love um, that exists between queer people? Well, I mean, I'll just give from personal experience. I think 
I was talking with a friend the other day and we were like, it's kind of like changing a photographic negative into a photographic positive because you spend a lot of time as a queer person by yourself and you spend a lot of time learning how to love yourself. But then suddenly, you know, you're a little bit older than the average straight person and getting into relationships because you've never really done it right. or you've never done it long term. And you're wondering, how do I turn this sort of negative in the sense that it hasn't been with another person, but it's fully positive in yourself. But you've only learned how to love yourself and you're like well how do I translate that into like a color a picture of color with somebody else so I think in a queer relationship the things that you see more is a lot of like education there's a lot more conversation around what's appropriate I mean I have funny questions from the person with would be like can I hold your hand in this space and then it'll be different for like if we're in a space of like straight people or queer people but there's actually a lot more anxiety being around queer people actually rather than straight people for this or like, can I touch you here? Or like, um, what should I call you? And like, how should we define this? So I often find with a relationship, it's a lot more like, you have to sort of come with like, here's me and my history. Here's where I'm at with this. And then go from there. Otherwise it doesn't often work. Mm. Oh, like we've touched on this a bit, but in terms of like the queer community in Cambridge, how important do you think that is and how strong do you think that is and how has that kind of inspired the shoot in many ways? Um, so this is an interesting question. I personally am not very connected with the queer community in Cambridge, um, not at all. I found it quite intimidating to be fair um, because I feel like the queer community in Cambridge can be quick to run to labels and I personally found that like when I was a fresher stepping into it there was a lot of like hypersexualization and like what are you, what are you into, blah, blah, blah. And I was very much not ready for that chat. Um, not there at all. And yeah, but then again, I am in Trinity College. So that was like <laughs> a specific queer community. But so yeah, I hasn't really influenced personally the ideas for the shoot. Lily and I have gone about it in a much more individual basis. And also to be fair, the people that I've invited to the shoot are not people that I know. They're people that I like saw in Pratt and was like, <laughs> do you want to you wanna do a little shoot with me sometime perhaps so we're just choosing people that you've probably not seen before um, and I've not met before and we're going to get all these queer people together in a room and see what what stories we can bring to the front and how we can navigate being with each other um, yeah I think I've had that conversation with a lot of my friends about how difficult we've found it to kind of um, sort of break the break the barrier and, and get ourselves involved um, yeah. because like we're like I have my group of queer friends at my in my college um, but like yeah so I guess I part of maybe what that comes down to is that kind of what you were saying before like everybody comes to Cambridge with their own histories and their own kind of backgrounds and so we're all everyone's at a different kind of like point in their um, like you said like readiness for any given conversation or experience or um, even the way that they choose to uh, kind of exist yeah yeah sorry questions but um I am curious I mean you kind of said this already do you think Valentine's Day needs to be reclaimed or would you rather see there be a whole new day um or some other kind of like new way of uh going about celebrating queer relationships I've never celebrated Valentine's Day anyway it's kind of just a day that I leave up to this, the heterosexual people but I feel like we have our own way as queers of celebrating that every day because it's such a euphoric thing when you can get to a place of being able to love that way 
that personally I have like romantic days like that all the time in my life um because as soon as you've got it it's like okay well why not celebrate that every day celebrate it when I read a book I celebrate it um and there's also like pride month and history month I don't know where all the flags have gone now um <laughs> around Cambridge um but you know it was there for a second and like that was like a really happy thing for me to see around as well. So in as far as it goes, it's like reclaiming the day. I really think leave it up to individual queers because I think, you know, Valentine's Day is a very commercial thing anyways. Um, I don't even know if the queers want to buy into capitalist, like <laughs> big ass holidays like that. I my wisdom would be when the shoot does come out, do check the shoot out. I don't know when it does come out. It's after the 12th sometime. <laughs> and also, I guess, have a happy have Valentine's Day in whatever <laughs> way that is to the queers. <laughs> but yeah. Then we spoke to Lily, who told us about her experiences dating as a queer woman and what Valentine's this year is going to look like for her. So I'm Lily. Um, I'm 19. I came out when I was 14. Um. And I think um, queer love is very simple, really. Um, yeah, you just love someone else. I think that um, society's um, expectations of straightness um, make it much more difficult than it actually is. And yeah, than it actually is, especially behind um, closed doors. Can we just learn a little more about what Valentine's Day means to you, kind of what you do to celebrate? Um, yeah, of course. I mean, um, honestly, I grew up watching um, so many um, Disney films. Um, I like very strongly believed in like love, Prince Charming, um, which is obviously like quite ironic now because I'm um, a lesbian. Um, but like in my heart of hearts, I was like, yes, Valentine's Day is going to be amazing. And, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to have a boyfriend and go out and um, I'll be taken on dates and um, everything will be fantastic. And obviously that just did not happen. Um, I got to about um, actually my first Valentine's Day, like proper Valentine's Day, I was 14. Um, it was in year 10 and it was with a boy and um it was absolutely awful. Um, I went to the Natural History Museum. I looked at some dinosaurs. I felt like I was in the completely wrong place. Also, I'm not a woman in STEM, so I literally felt like I was in the completely wrong place. Um, and then he like tried to kiss me and I was like, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? My first kiss as well. And um, eventually he kissed me and it was like the worst experience of my life. I remember just thinking like, this is fundamentally awful. Like, if this is all Valentine's Day has to offer me, then I failed. I failed in life. And what am I doing? Um, and it wasn't until the following year when I was 15, I had my first um, queer Valentine's Day. And that was so different. Um, my girlfriend at the time, we um, we both live in London and we went to Covent Garden. We went out for dinner um, and we wrote each other these like really ridiculously long um, cards and we sat there and we just had food and like it was very innocent we literally like held hands and you know just very chill very chill vibes but that felt so much more um authentic um at the time I remember reading her card and it said in it um I don't like Valentine's Day because it's an excuse uh, it's an excuse to say I love you like more on a particular day than um I do every day and really like I love you every day and obviously we're 15 so you know it's not really that deep but I think that sentiment has really sat with me um especially with um the notion of a queer valentine's day like realistically what makes that day so much more special 
um, with love when especially in the queer community you're fighting for love every day just by existing and just by um, yeah just by like holding hands in the street so I don't know um, I think I'm in two minds about the whole thing like maybe for queer people every day is Valentine's Day because you're constantly maybe loving more than what um, the straight ideals are but then maybe no day is Valentine's Day because that just becomes the ordinary. I think that's a really interesting kind of perspective, especially the fact that it's kind of both of those things at once, like every day is Valentine's Day and no day is Valentine's Day. Would you, do you think like that Valentine's Day needs to be reclaimed? In a- yeah, I mean, um, I think there are several, um, several things I think about Valentine's Day in terms of like opening it up. Firstly, I don't think Valentine's Day should be exclusive to romantic love. Um, last year on my gap year I was an au pair and I was single single more single than I'd been for years decades um and it didn't matter because I woke up on that fateful day um in half term and my eight-year-old au pair daughter um had put a card under my door being like will you be my valentine and I was like you know what like realistically um, this is fantastic that she feels like she can she sent everyone in her um like family a Valentine's card but it's fantastic that um like this family that I was living with are perpetuating the idea that like Valentine's Day is just about like all kinds of love and all kinds of like family love um my friend I know um her and her sisters and her mum they don't do anything on Valentine's Day like with their significant others they all go out like as a group um and I think, well, separate issue, I think the notion of Galentine's Day is like slightly destructive, especially for um, lesbians, because, you know, it undermines um, their ability to have um, their own Valentine's Day. But I think there is something really um, quite crucial and important about opening Valentine's Day up to being um, a celebration of um, all kinds of love and not just romantic love. That said, I think that queer people can... Um, reclaim valentine's day i have a girlfriend currently and um i'm slightly mad about valentine's day i'm like oh wow what are we gonna do i'm so excited and she was like i hate it i don't like it it's so annoying again like why can't i love you every day um and then we were both in isolation um because of covid um like one week apart so we didn't see each other for like two weeks and then before that it was the back anyway um and she was in isolation she was like you know what like why don't we just reclaim valentine's day and do something just ridiculously like insane instead of doing the standard going out for a meal and you know going back and just like eating dessert in the street why don't we book a flight to madrid and go to madrid for a day trip so next week i'm going to madrid for valentine's day um yeah but again that is quite extreme but I think it does open up this idea that like there's no set way to do Valentine's Day um you can do it in the way you want I think queer people queer queer people are really good at that and reclaiming it and redefining um how you want to celebrate love what has your dating experience been like since that first kind of somewhat more euphoric um valentine's day since then have you felt like especially coming to cambridge have you felt like you've been able to kind of connect with the queer community yeah i'm um, definitely i mean um i go to a women's college and um obviously um not not um i don't know not building into the stereotype but like um 
Mebwoods is a bit of a lesbian paradise. Like um, we do have um, much higher um, like numbers of queer people um, than at other colleges. Um, and I think it's really interesting um, moving away from home where you've grown up and your parents have a certain perception of you and to suddenly be in a place where like being queer is actually the norm. I think it's really important when people come to uni that they feel accepted and I don't know what it's like in the central colleges but I think the hill colleges are doing a really good a really good job at um, facilitating and supporting that. I'm wondering what like your best Valentine's Day story is like what's the best thing you've done or like would want to do in the future? Um, I don't know I've had some pretty pretty standard ones I think the best one that I've had um, in the past was my first queer Valentine's Day because it just holds a really um, special place in my heart. And it was just like looking back on it, it was just so innocent and so um, sweet. And I think that lots of the time um, queer narratives around um, Valentine's Day or like any kind of romance or going out are usually not usually, but they can be either um, hypersexualized or um, just yeah like um more dramatic than they seem to be and even though I literally just did the standard thing which could be arguably tokenized as straight um it didn't feel like that to me and it felt very like honest um and wholesome I really feel like um like in general um I don't know being queer as well as like um being single has really taught me um that we need to stop um, putting this narrative that Valentine's Day is going to be rubbish if you don't have a romantic date to go on. And um, because I actually I actually don't want to hear that. <laughs> I actually hate that. Um, I think that people have um, more control over how we perceive Valentine's Day and that we shouldn't feel like we're without or um, missing out on something that has basically been um, fed to us by um, yeah, by um, card companies and chocolate box makers. Um, I think that we need to think about what's really important and that at the end of it, at the end of the day, is just the celebration of love in whatever form it comes. And finally, we spoke to Adnan, who told us a bit about the Clare Orientation and Identity Group and their event with Butchstock this Valentine's Day in Clare Cellars and looked at that in terms of all the different ways to celebrate Valentine's Day. Right. So, hi, um, I'm Adnan. I am one of the kind of I guess leaders of Claire Orientation and Identity. So I'm one of the um one of the admins. So I so it is so Claire Orientation and Identity is Claire College's LGBT Society. And so we have two LGBT officers who are kind of like we we look over um COI. Um so we abbreviate it as, as COI. And we're just basically organize events to kind of foster a sense of community and within the Claire queer community especially because I, I think it's really important not only to have a sense of community outside of college but also college is supposed to be a home and there's no place like home at college and you know queerness should be part of it so yeah that's me and that's what we do yeah so this kind of whole episode is based around kind of LGBT history month and conceptions of like balance and we've been talking talking to other guests about like their own experiences about how Valentine's Day kind of promotes this heteronormativity so what do you think that like means and what does that mean to you? Yeah I mean Valentine's Day has been like heavily commercialized especially within like the, the heterosexual community in the sense of you know it's the one day where you have to truly express your love um, and it's the most important day of the year when it comes to couples barring I guess their anniversary I guess being queer and being in a queer relationship 
of course, it's a nice day to kind of celebrate your love. But I also kind of think that it's, it's, it, it does feel quite heteronormative. And it also feels slightly, I guess, redundant to have, especially when, I mean, I guess the whole premise of being queer is um, loving yourself and loving everyone around you and especially loving your partner. That's the whole concept of being in a queer relationship in my eyes. So I feel like this whole kind of setting this whole lots of expectation on one specific day of the year, it seems, I guess, kind of dismissive of every other day of the year where you could be expressing your love. Um, it makes it feel as if, you know, the other day can, you can do whatever you want, but it's one day that isn't even a day that has any relevance for the most part for you or your partner or partners. It feels, I guess, it feels like it's there to be celebrated, but for no specific reason, like an, unlike an anniversary or something like that. So, yeah, I kind of, I'm not the biggest fan of Valentine's Day in that, in that sense, but I do see why people are celebrating it. Yeah, so how do you think, like, how would you imagine a kind of, like, radical or reclaimed Valentine's Day to look like? I know that Koi is putting on an event with the Butch Sock, right? So you can either talk about that or in your own kind of thoughts about like whether Valentine's Day should be reclaimed and if it should be what that would look like to make it more inclusive for queer relationships as well as heterosexual relationships. A very radical way of going against Valentine's Day. Um, I think that's quite interesting. It's not a concept that I've ever really kind of thought about until, up until quite recently. In, in, in the sense of, I guess, reclaiming it, I mean, what's, what better way to reclaim it than to kind of abolish not going to abolish but to go against all its principles because the kind of heterosexual mono monoamorous monosexual I guess kind of point of view about it is like celebrate this one day with your one partner um, and other pansexual polyamorous person I obviously don't agree with both aspects to that I guess the best way I guess reclaim Valentine's Day for the queer community is to not spend it as a day where you know you're with that one person that you know d1 you spend the entire day having the best time of your life with them look for this one day of the year i say it should be a day to kind of celebrate queerness in general celebrate your relationships outside of i guess your sexual romantic relationships celebrate the queerness that you have in your friendships it should be a day full of love and celebration especially since it's in lgbt history month i think it's the best time to kind of celebrate the love you have for your queer friends for your queer partners um, I guess that's my kind of the way that I would go about taking um, it against the grain of it being, a, I guess, a heterosexual, heteronormative day. And obviously, Claire and Orientation and Identity are running a collaborative book in um, Claire Sellers, kind of in the same sense of like, I mean, obviously, I'm not really taking part in that as, you know, I don't identi- identify the woman. And I think a book is more kind of book. Butch- I guess vibe, but I guess that's that's one way to reclaim it. Spending a night with like-minded people, people who you get on with, people who you have common interests with. Spending a night, I guess, discovering what it is to be queer, discovering what it is to be yourself, discovering what it is to be to what love is, what queerness is, and accepting that. I guess the best way, I guess, especially in the right in the middle of history months, to kind of I guess radically radically change what it means to be what it means to be, I guess, what it means to have a, a Valentine. Yeah, I guess it's kind of thinking about alternative forms of Valentine's Day, like have like Palantines, Galantines, like just to celebrate all kinds of different love you have, whether it's romantic or friendship and family and all of those things. You mentioned obviously in Koi and in the kind of events and stuff, the kind of queer community at Cambridge. 
how important do you think that community is at Cambridge? How have you found it as opposed to maybe what you can imagine it's like at other universities? Is it stronger? Is it weaker? I would say it's quite I would say the queer community at Cambridge is quite strong. We are, I guess everyone, everyone gets everyone kind of gets along in the sense of that everyone knows that this is our family away from family. Um it's I guess the queer community at Cambridge is like everyone's chosen family. So everyone, I guess, respects and admires that. I think even to a more, I don't know, to a great extent at Cambridge, because I remember reading a few months ago um in the news that Cambridge is one of the most queerest universities in the country. And I guess the whole concept of a queer community, a queer family, a children family is even more important. And especially on a day like Valentine's Day, where I guess not not everyone's going to be in relationships, not everyone's going to have partners. I think it would be the it would be the best day to kind of celebrate the bond and I guess the shared interest, the vested interest that we all have as queer people. So I would say we're quite tight-knit. I would say that everyone kind of gets along. Everyone kind of sees everyone as like friends or like even like close family. I'll say the queer community I came is quite quite close. Yeah, that sounds like similar to what other others of our guests have said about the the kind of sense of belonging that they've found in Cambridge and um, especially just having a community of queer friends, not necessarily even being in relationships, but having people um, with those kinds of like shared life experiences. I'm curious, though, like from your personal perspective, do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Do you have any like particularly memorable Valentine's Day stories or equally, if you don't celebrate it, how do you choose to celebrate queer love and your love for other people? And um, yeah, the kinds of things that you would traditionally celebrate on Valentine's Day. When I was younger, I used to kind of look up to Valentine's Day as being a day of like, oh, I have to have a Valentine's Day. So I failed in life. And now that, you know, I'm slightly more older, slightly more out of the closet, for example, um, I kind of realised that it's not really, I guess, celebrating your love is important, but also a day, a, a one day, a commercialised day isn't like, I guess. So I've, so in recent Valentine's, for example, I haven't really kind of like put a lot of emphasis on it. I, I would normally treat it as like a, like a regular day. Like if I'm, if I'm going out with, a, with one of my, with a partner on Valentine's Day, for example, it's going to be like a regular day. I, I think we would both agree that, for example, it's just a date, kind of like like a date more than than like a, oh, it's a fe- it's a, it's a kind of custom, it's a festival. I mean, I guess this year, for example, like me and my partner, we are going out, um, for Valentine's Day, but it's not but it's not necessarily because of Valentine's Day that we're going out, rather than it just happens to be the day that our anniversary for them and therefore it's like well we might as well go out and you know the fact it's Valentine's Day it's a bit of a two stones two birds with one stone kind of vibe um but it's not the sole reason why we're going out I think it's it does bring a whole I guess more romantic aspect to it but I guess one thing we do need to remember is that we need to clever the heterosexual is the not even a word if it isn't I'm still going to use it anyway uh we need to kind of get de-heterosized this concept of this one day being important, like we have to have a Valentine's, otherwise we're not, there's something wrong with us or we're not lovable enough. I just think that it should just be a regular day. Like I guess now, for for example, like Christmas nowadays, for example, I think a lot of people don't celebrate Christmas because they're really just, it's rather because it's a day where family and friends can get together, you know, have, have food, open presents, things like that. I think that's the kind of direction that I think a lot of people, especially in the Korean community, are taking Valentine's Day in, which I'm obviously a big fan of. 
yeah, I feel like you kind of maybe touched on this a bit. Uh, so I'm assuming I probably know your answer to this, but do you think that Valentine's Day is kind of more about consumerism, like in the 21st century, than actual love? Oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, in the end of January, beginning of February, you, you get you see so many Valentine's, you get so many junk spam emails of like, ooh, buy one teddy bear from Build and Bear, get another one for free for your lover. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that. And there's also like, all its commercial like Lindor and like Hotel Chocolat chocolate that are specifically made for Valentine's Day. And you know, without a doubt, on February the 15th, it's going to be marked down by 80% the day after. So I do think it's become much more commercialized rather than like a true day to celebrate love. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I think a lot of celebrations are just really commercialized. I mean, Valentine's Day being one of them. I mean, I don't remember the last time I haven't, like every single Valentine's Day without a doubt, I've seen a bunch of people with heart-shaped lo- chocolate lollipops, and which are, which are like five pounds each. But then I've always managed to get them for like a pound fifty the day after from Lindor because it is that, because they're only for that day. It's kind of like Easter in that sense, where like Easter eggs, you can get them for like 20p in end of April. So yeah, I would say it's quite commercialised. And I think it's, definitely heading towards that that way even now I think even before even if we don't even if we take out the queerness of it I do think it's always being commercialized yeah no I I completely agree and it makes it harder to feel like it's a genuine um kind of act of love when you celebrate it if it, if it feels like at the same time you're kind of subscribing to this like universal ideal of what love should look like and what expressions of love should look like um yeah, I don't know if you have any kind of other thoughts about how like different ways that you would like you would envision queer love being celebrated outside of Valentine's Day or ways that it already is celebrated either in Cambridge or just like in general as it kind of like separates itself from the heteronormative ideals of traditional Valentine's Day. Um that's actually a really good question. I think because especially if we're putting it against the backdrop of Valentine's Day being really like hetero normative and just like a celebration for a straight man and a straight woman for example I think being queer on Valentine's Day is in its essence just powerful and a message because you're already going against the grain just by being yourself by being queer and wanting to have a part in Valentine's Day being a queer person which I guess isn't necessary the whole like ooh my my very rich boyfriend is going to take me out for a meal on Valentine's Day um, and I am going to have fun. It's, I guess celebrating it as a queer person is radical in itself. And I guess the most radical way to celebrate it is, for example, celebrating with friends. I know, for example, Newnham on Valentine's Day, they are hosting like, a, like a, an, an event on Monday evening where it's... Um, it's like bring your friends and let's um, basically fudge the patriarchy and bring all your friends, have fun on Valentine's Day, don't ascribe to heteronormative ideals, let's all have fun with your partners, you know, let's, and I kind of, I kind of think that's really cool, um, the fact that there's already events like that in Cambridge, but I've, and I know there's a lot of people going, I've seen like a lot of people on Facebook already said that they're interested in going, so I think Cambridge queer, queer people are very much against those heteronormative Valentine's Day ideas anyway. Um, and the fact that there's so much, I guess, just so much diversity in people like Cambridge of sexuality, of gender, of race, of everyone. I think, because if you think of it, like like Valentine's Day is just such 
a capitalist white kind of phenomenon and the fact that there are so many there's so much diversity of every single category in Cambridge it it just goes against I guess all the principles in air quotes that Valentine's Day stands for and whether regardless of how people choose to celebrate Valentine's Day if they go into a party with their friends if they're spending it with their partners I think it's Either way, it's um, it's radical, it's queer. I I think that it it's it's a big middle finger up to you know the kind of heterosexual patriarchy who kind of like said this is the one day for your love. I kind of think that's kind of where how what I think about it to be honest. So kind of in theme with this episode, this week's Ask Vulture question reads, I feel pressure from people and the media around me to be in a relationship, but I don't think that's something that I actually want right now. How can I feel comfortable and confident in my life as a single person? What are your thoughts? That is a multi-layered question. There are a lot of, there's a lot going on there. And I guess all of those things do kind of is quite natural to get heightened around like, this time of year if you feel like people are all ready to celebrate Valentine's Day and kind of romantic relationships and you're thinking you're not sure what you're going to do. I mean, obviously, I think we're you know, both going to say that there is nothing wrong with, you know, well, one, obviously being single, but two, being, you know, comfortable and like proud to be single, you know, gives you so much more opportunity to work on yourself and what you want. And there's no point being in a relationship if you don't think it's what you want and it's not quite right for you. There's no point being like a 90% good relationship. It should be when you know that it's you're ready and it's the person you really like, then things will fall into place at that point. Yeah, definitely. I think like the, like the, the, my biggest takeaway is like the best thing about this question is that this person knows already that that's something that they're happy to be single and that that's something that they want and they're choosing. And already, if you can recognize that, then it's so much easier for you to be able to see all of the good things that can come out of being able to spend all of your time and energy focusing on yourself and focusing on things that you want to do and spending time with yourself and, you know, like really prioritizing the things in your life that bring you joy. Um, like I, I, would never negate the fact that you know being in a relationship or being involved with somebody can bring you like fulfillment and happiness or whatever but equally I think that like the foundation to that is being really happy on your own so that you can bring all of the things that make you happy and make you um special into that relationship so the best place to start from that is just being able to be comfortable with yourself um and then like I guess, practic not really practically, but, you know, thinking about how to feel more confident in your single life, like spend time with yourself, you know, do things, make your, make time that you're spending with yourself feel special and feel like really intentional and like you're really devoting your time to yourself rather than, you know, framing it as, as something that's out of your control or something that you don't want to be doing. And the question just about like the feeling of like pressure from friends or kind of that kind of thing is that you really just can't let it get to you like everyone has different opinions about relationships when they're ready those all of those kind of things it's completely normal for people to have different preferences like at this stage like we're all really busy we do Cambridge degrees like you're not the only one that doesn't uh, that prioritize relationships and you know wants to be single and your friends will know that and if they're making jokes and stuff they are obviously just harmlessly taking the mick of it I don't think there's anything to feel pressure or feel uncomfortable about 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's on their own, on their own journey, but like in a serious way, like everybody is on their own path and will be ready for different things at different times. So it's really impossible to compare your relationship slash single life with anybody else's version of that because they'll just never be the same. Cool. Well, I think that's it for this episode. I had such a good time chatting with our guests, just like such a wholesome vibe from all the conversations and so many like really um, inspiring stories of love, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's a proper celebration of love, Valentine's Day. You can't help but smile when you're kind of thinking about it and listening to everyone speak about it. So it's been a really great episode. Yeah. Um, um, Yeah, that's it from us. Uh, We'll see you next week with a very interesting episode about veganism in Cambridge. Thanks so much for listening.